good evening. My name is Ann McNeil and I am the master wealth builder helping to build a stronger and better life and business. And I'm very excited to be here tonight with my co-host, none other than Ione McNeil. And every single week, we say the exact same thing. This is going to be the very best show. <laughs> this is going to be the very best show ever. Ioni and I are volunteers with Better Investing, and the organization is a phenomenal organization that focuses on being a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, teaching individuals investment education, utilizing the investment tools provided by the organization. But tonight, you are in for a treat, and the treat is based upon the investment club entitled Baker's Dozen Investment Club. And Ioni is going to introduce our guest and we're going to go ahead and get started because years ago, a woman's book club, actually, I think it was a hockey group, hockey club, uh, started investing, uh, investment education after reading the Beerstown book and the ladies on common sense investing. And so that led them to the National Association of Investment Clubs, and the rest is their story. So Ioni, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I am actually very excited to be interviewing um, Baker's Dozen, which I think in my mind was always Cammie's Club. Uh, <laughs> for anybody that... Uh, is always listening to our show. You know that uh, maybe about a month, two months ago, we interviewed Cami Zaraki, who uh, is, not was, is the uh, immediate past president of Better Investing, also known as NAIC, um, National Association of Investors Corporation. Uh, so with that being said, let me ask the first question was Baker's Dozen started as a women's investment group or was it, was it always mixed? It started as a women's group and there were 13 of us. And we had quite a time around a coffee table at someone's house trying to come up with a very clever name for our group. And uh, we went around and around and we, someone came up with Baker's Dozen and it stuck because there were 13 women. But uh, that's kind of uh, gone by the way over time people have left and, and others have, have joined and um yeah we're, we're a nice cross-section now and I, I think it's a I think it's a positive it's a positive thing for us yeah you know there uh better investing has put out some uh statistics about uh, the performance of investment clubs based on uh, gender makeup and I think Women clubs usually do better than men's clubs, but mixed clubs actually do better than women's clubs and men's clubs. Did I get that right, Cammie? She doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know, I'm but going, sounds good. <laughs> I'm going to say that I think it came out. Um, it was in some better investing article I've read within the past decade. So I'm I'm sticking to that. Um, so talk to us, Lynn, um, Cami, and Sandra a little bit about some of the founding members. Um, what really made you come together and decide to start investing? And uh, was it at that time that you also came across NAIC or did you come across NAIC later? Well, the, uh, the book club that us uh, gals, we, the, the common uh, thread was that we all had young boys that played hockey. They were all of six years old and uh, we'd be hockey moms, a little bit bored on the sidelines. We decided to, to have a book club. So we were reading books and then getting together. It was an excuse for the ladies to get together away from the family. Um, and uh, we read Beardstown ladies. I don't remember who suggested it. Might've been Liz. Uh, but we, we all read it and it was, it was really quite exciting. And I thought, I thought, I'd, I want in on this. This sounds like a lot of fun. And the Beardstown ladies did repeat over and over. It was about learning and having fun. Um, uh, I'd like to, Lynn, 
I think uh, we really took the Beardtown's uh, book to be our like Bible because we did everything uh, according to how they did it. That's how, and everyone was required to, lead, to read the book as they came into the club. So they would know the basics of how we are doing everything. Well, it sounds like you all started off in better investing at that time known as NAIC because if you're reading the Beerstown Ladies uh, book, then you know that's probably how you heard of, of, of NAIC now known as Better Investing. That's right. And uh, getting the Better Investing magazine is just was, was a big thrill after joining and sending in our subscription. I was uh, being part of a, a much larger community. I just remembered, just, just I couldn't wait for that magazine to come. Um, but, uh, we had several girls that were uh, very, very serious about their investing and, and understood the uh, methodology of the stock selection guide at that time, which was pencil and paper. Uh, we had a couple of gals, myself included, that I couldn't seem to keep up. It was a lot of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and um, I didn't prioritize things at that time, but together as a group, we we learned and we we really put our heads together, didn't we, Sandy? Um, and and we brainstorm. Well, what what are we looking at? Let's. Uh, what do we use? Open your open your pantry. What do you see? <laughs> Those were the yes, I, at that time, I think we really wanted to uh, invest in local, like Michigan thing. Because I remember we did uh, um, the book, uh, Borders Books. And um, Tank, that was really good for us, that one. And uh, then we just expanded. We had people that were tech savvy in the club as well. And they kind of helped us with uh, some of the other things that we had to do. So it, it, it was a group. It was a nice group. Of, of ladies, that's how I have to, I have to say that. <laughs> so being an investment club founded in uh, Michigan, um, you starting with 13 women. Um, what year did you start? And let's do quick introductions, starting with Lynn and Sandra, and then we can go around to everyone else, just stating your name and the year you joined uh, Baker's Dozen. Okay, I'll start. Well, I was part of the inception, so that was in the summer of 1995. And uh, I live in Brighton, Michigan, and um, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm thrilled. I said, I, I wish I'd known when I was much, much younger. Looking back on that, I'm, I'm delighted that You're still I had young. that opportunity. Yeah, right. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> uh, I started right after Lynn, I think. Uh, she and a few ladies had already started and was looking for some more members. And I worked with two ladies that um, were interested in it and they just dragged me along. <laughs> and, I, and I joined and I really enjoyed it. So I joined, um, I joined, I think maybe in 2011, 2012, I'm not quite sure. At this point, of course, I was already the CEO of Better Investing. And actually I had gone to several uh, local Michigan chapter uh, stock events that, that the chapter would host. And I kept running into you know, the same couple of women all the time. We'd always have lunch together and have a great time and so forth. And so, of course, third time's a charm. After I um, sat down and had lunch with the same two women for the third time, I said, you guys aren't, wouldn't be interested in, in having, you know, a new member join your club, would you? <laughs> and they said, oh, yes. So uh, that's how I, that's how I joined um, Baker's Dozen. Although, of course, I was quite insistent that uh, they go back. And, and I think it was uh, Lynn and uh, Mary Beth uh, Gianapp, who is our treasurer, were the women that I kept meeting all the time. Although Sandy, and I think it was Liz, was also attending these same meetings, but we always happened to be sort of sitting at different tables and so forth um, as we were going through these stock luncheons and breakfasts and so forth. Um, 
but I, I, my comment was, well, you just need to make sure that everybody knows, you know, that I'm the CEO of Better Investing because, you know, we're probably once I come on board, I'm, I'm going to ask that we do, you know, we kind of do things in a certain way. So, um, so fortunately, everybody was amenable to me joining the group, and I've enjoyed it um, ever since. It's been, it's been great. Um, and I also have a, a family investment club, but I really, I really enjoy participating with, with Baker's Dozen. Um, so Brad, why don't you go next? I think you're the next, the next one who's currently on the list. Oh, I was going to leave the newbie to the end. Well, uh, but, but Brad is the next one who comes in. Oh, and, and oh, that's oh I'm Sally. sorry. Eric, Eric is the newbie. Yeah. Sorry about that, Brad. Sure. No, no, no problem. I haven't been in that long. Um, so I joined in 2017. It's my father-in-law is actually in uh, an AIC investment club, Better Investing uh, in Cleveland. And he had mentioned it. And uh, I was uh, getting close to paying off student loans and realized that it would be good to maybe know how to uh, invest my money a little bit. And so uh, I looked up our local model club, uh, which is BI Brighton and uh, stumbled into Lynn there. Uh, and so my friend Michael and I uh, we're talking to Lynn and she said, hey, you know, I have this club and it's, uh, you know, a half hour closer to where you live. Uh, <laughs> would you be interested in coming to our club? And uh, so that's how I got roped in. Sally? And then I'm next, I think. So I think I have been a member since October of 2019. Lynn seems to be a common denominator. I went to an all day affair in Flint, Michigan. Um, I was concerned because my husband and I are approaching retirement and our investment nest egg had kind of um, wasn't growing. Um, we dealt with a lot of salespeople. And uh, so I was trying to educate myself. So I went to this one day event in Flint and Lynn um, sat down with me and talked to me about um, an investment club. And my mom actually had been in a club um, back in the 80s. And so um, I was very amenable to it. So that's how I ended up at Baker's Dozen. Eric, before you go, I'm just going to put a plug in for the Better Investing magazine. Anybody that's a Better Investing member, please check out the newly released March 2021 issue of the Better Investing magazine because it does a wonderful job of featuring some of our earliest and even some new newest um, women investment clubs that um, that have been around since Better Investing founded. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, Lynn, Lynn, I think she wanted to say something. I was going to say I didn't acknowledge that, but our uh, dear sweet Cami is on the cover with uh, uh, other assorted women on that magazine. It's very exciting, Cami. Yeah, yes, she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, celebrating 70 years this year um, of better investing history. So that's very exciting. And uh, the magazine is definitely trying to, to shout that out and to celebrate the history of the organization. Uh, so my name's Eric and uh, Cami actually invited me to this club. Um, I work with Better Investing on the marketing team and uh, was working directly with Cami and she would always tell me about her clubs and she would be like, it's wonderful. There's there's some younger people, it's a great group. There's, there's engineers, you would fit right in. Um, you should come and join. And, and so she, uh, she invited me and it's been a, a pleasure getting to know everybody. I am uh, the youngest uh, member. In fact, I, I'm not even an official member. So next week we're, we're having my, uh, my vote. So hopefully, fingers crossed that everything will go well. Um, but it's been great to get to know people and to really be in a, a greater community of investing and understanding the processes and um, just being able to talk with people uh, kind of outside of my work sphere. You know, one of the things that's really great about our club is that um, we, uh, you know, we're, we take the time to talk not only about our portfolio, but uh, the stocks that are on our watch list 
and then if anybody has any other stock ideas that we want to throw around and 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 get people talking about so some of the stocks we talk about honestly we you know as a club we are not interested in adding them to our portfolio however having the conversation about the stock and going through the analysis that uh the club partner has put into the um has put into the the uh, the analysis that they've done and the background on that particular stock is always very enlightening um and because uh there are um times when you know different members will decide geez the club doesn't want to buy this stock but i i might consider it for my own personal portfolio so i think from that standpoint it's uh it's it's been really great and the other thing i've noticed is that our club likes to do a lot of industry studies um which is a great way for us to learn as a group about a particular industry and so lynn uh lynn and i had actually done one um i don't know about six or eight weeks ago about the airline industry i don't know lynn why don't you why don't you share with the group what um you know, kind of a little bit about what our process was and what our main takeaways were from, from that discussion. Well, the online tools are fabulous. Uh, the Better Investing, uh, the Stock Selection Guide, and this, it, it sorts things for you. And it's just a, 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 such an easy way to search for stocks. We put our, what we're looking for, we're looking for growth company, we're looking for better than 5% uh, sales. Uh, you know, we, it has several different criteria there and you can you can tweak it or tell it what you want. The industry we're looking at was the uh, airline industry and it just all just pops out like, boom, just like that. There you have a um, probably there were 14 or 16, I think, um, companies that have to do with the airlines, not just the the obvious, you know, the, the, the Delta and the Southwest and there's um, Air Lease too, which is in, in the same industry, um, which they lease lease planes. They, <clears throat> what am I trying to say, Cami? Hang on, I just I just feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but we we narrowed it down. No, okay. We we were we narrowed it down by doing a little just a quick SSG and looking for lines that were up straight and parallel with our sales, our growth, earnings. Um, and then we would, by looking at the numbers, making sure that they're growing consistently and they're sustaining a, a, a good, a nice line. It's the lines on our SSG, it's a visual. Um, then we want to dig into that stock just a little further. So with the airlines, we came down to five, um, um, Southwest and American Airlines, Delta Airlines, let me think, American, sorry, I'm not uh, quick with this. And uh, we compared them to each other. We did the stock selection guides, we read up on them. We, we, there's research available also on our online tools that you can uh, put a research tab and it quickly links you over to Morningstar Feed, MSN Money, Yahoo Finance. And it's just so easy, it's so user-friendly and, um, you can research the companies and read. And you can, I mean, you can, you can read hours and hours on each company until you get a feel for what what the. Uh... Yeah, I, I just want to interject. I started laughing just a tad, Lynn, because I literally just yesterday recorded a eighteen minute video walking. Well, I did it by myself, but it was for the benefit of, of the model club because we're just now doing um, sector presentations and wanted to really do a, a really short condensed version of this, um, the stock screener tool, which you just walked us through. So anybody using or, or, or new to the online better investing tools it's the magnifying glass. So if you hit the magnifying glass, there are some predefined screens. You can come up with your own screener, which is what Lynn talked about. And then once you um, get a sort of, I should say an assortment like Baker's Dozen, of really good stock, then you can do a quick SSG from one of those. And once you have the SSG up, if you go to the research tab, 
there is a whole host of, of additional resources that is linked right to the SSG, Morningstar, Zacks, Yahoo Finance, um, amongst a, a, a whole other host of things. Um, so with, with that being said, I do want to ask Eric, though, with you being the one of the newest members or soon to be members, talk to us about Talk to us a little bit about what that process is, um, joining an existing club, never having been in a club before. You know, did you feel intimidated joining a group that's been around almost 30 years? Um, and, and how did you feel about the trial process? Because just like they are kind of evaluating you, I'm sure you're evaluating them and wanting to see if you really want to go forward with, with joining Baker's Dozen. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, so I, like so many other people, went to the uh, Brighton Model Club as well. Um, so I kind of had the experience there of uh, going out to a club and being a part of some investment fests around um, the area. So I, I had a good idea of what a club meeting was and, and how it functioned. Um, but I, uh, I wouldn't say I was intimidated. I think I would say that I was excited to join a club that had a history of investing, that had knowledge um, behind it, and that really knew what was going on and followed the better, better investing methodology. Um, it was really important to me. And it, it's been great getting to know everybody and attending the meetings. And, uh, you know, being in a pandemic, we've only gotten to do a few Zoom calls, um, but we did get to do a nice socially distanced Christmas party. Um, so it, it's great to have the social side of things as well. And uh, as Cami said, just be able to talk about stocks. Um, you know, uh, the last meeting we were talking about the GameStop. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I want to call that a pandemic too. Um, debacle. Debacle. Yeah, maybe that's a good word. Yes. Uh, gamble whatever. maybe is a good word. Um, so it's fun because I get those questions too, especially from family of, hey, what stocks are you investing in? What are you looking at? Um, and so I always encourage them, hey, why don't you think about joining a club? Um, or why don't we think about making a family club ourselves? So that's kind of the conversations that we're having or I'm having. And before I answer, uh, well, before I ask the next question to you, Eric, uh, I do want to point people to the Better Investing homepage, which is betterinvesting.org, all spelled out, of course. And um, if you want Better Investing's view on what happened with GameStop and AMC and, and Cost and some of the other short squeeze stocks, right at the top of the homepage, um, there's going to be a market madness article by our very own uh, Doug Gerlach. So uh, my next question to you, Eric, is were you an individual investor before joining Baker's Dozen? And um, if that was the case, how has joining a, an investment club really enhanced your own personal portfolio? And also how has... Um, joining Better Investing? I know you work for BI, but you know, in terms of being a member and using the tools, how has that also helped uh, your investment um, strategy as, a, as an individual investor? Yeah, so I uh, was an investor. Um, I'm still pretty uh, new to the investing world. So uh, utilizing um, you know, just common apps uh, like Robinhood to, to look at the market and see what's going on. And, um, you know, for me, it was really putting um, kind of what I do day in and day out to practice um, and looking at the SSGs and looking at the studies and doing the research and, you know, um, just kind of forcing myself to be in that world. Um, was really helpful. And then I think joining an investment club is just that next level of accountability. Um, that's the part that I like about it is that, you know, somebody is going to be like, hey, where's that study? Um, so it's just, I kind of think of it as weight loss, you know, like it's, it's so much better to do it with a friend um, 
because you're going to have that encouragement and you're going to have the support in the community. And, and that's the part for me that uh, has been encouraging me of, of looking and then even getting some stock ideas or, or knowing, you know, uh, like, okay, let's look at Delta, let's look at Air Lease and kind of hearing the judgment and the, the rationale um, from seasoned investors has been a really fun part. And Bradley, I want to ask you that same question. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I was excited when you asked that. Um, so in, in my own case, um, I had done, I, I would almost call it trading, uh, a little bit of trading previously and uh, just had very negative experiences uh, with that. And uh, coming into the club, um, it was really great to be surrounded by people who have had experiences in this and um, understand what investing really is. And, uh, you know, uh, when I was new in the club and uh, you know we were starting to see some market volatility, I think it was around the time the tariffs went up, right? And uh, a bunch of things went down. Uh, and even now again with the pandemic, um, those are things that previously would have gotten me really anxious and, and nervous, right? Cause I'm just constantly checking the market and um, you know, just, just really fretting about that. And I found that um, being surrounded by experienced investors has given me a lot of confidence and I don't worry so much about that stuff. Uh, and I trust in dollar cost averaging and not trying to time the market, right? Uh, and, and that it will even out. And, you know, the money I put in when it's down will, will make up for when things are, are up, right? Uh, and we're buying expensive shares. And so um, just the level of comfort uh, that I have in investing now uh, is fantastic. You know, it's people will, uh, you know, start talking to me about, oh my gosh, well, see what's going on with the market today. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay, don't worry. You know, uh, it does work out. And so I've, I just feel so much better about my investing uh, thanks to, you know, people like Lynn and, uh, you know, Sandy and Tammy who have been around and, and doing this so long. Because if they are comfortable with this, then I find myself comfortable with it too. Are you a reform, reform trader, Bradley? I, 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 okay, I, I didn't trade like that. It's more, um, <laughs> gosh, I was doing like uh, penny stock kind of stuff. And, you know, it's in college. What, what am yeah, oh, I, I mean, doing right. So I, I exactly. see potential for big money and it's, uh, it's almost like gambling, right? Very much so. I'm so glad that you brought that perspective because actually I, I want to say I, I have a pretty long memory. So uh, I want to say you are actually the first uh, to have admitted that and bring that perspective. Um, and I think, especially when you come into investing much younger, uh, you are prone to be willing to take those types of risks. And, I, and that is also why I'm so excited to share better investing uh, because in our youth, after we have uh, sown our royal oats, I think that it is important to know that you can come to better investing and get a more solid foundation, um, instruction and support based in quality investment education. Um, because, you know, at any age it can work for you, but sometimes if you have a whole lot of ideas in your head, you have to go ahead and, and try your hand at it to see if that really works for you. And if that's the lifestyle you want, um, because with everybody moving to the market right now, I'm actually a little concerned about people's mental health um, because, you know, I don't think they realize what's really involved in trading and being tuned in and, and just the anxiety and the anxiousness and, and, and all the other not talked about things that, that play into that lifestyle strategy of making money or getting rich quick. So thank you, Bradley. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting as well. Um, I, I do think that we probably do better uh, than a lot of people who do trading uh, over a, you know, even medium or long time basis. I think that our returns are better than theirs. Yeah, not to mention time to live your life the way you want to. Yeah. Uh, so Sally, um, what has brought you to Baker's Dozen and um, how has being a member of the club uh, improved your your overall, you know, investing strategy. Um, well, like I said, our um, our retirement nest egg was pretty stagnant, and it was um, it, it was at a time when it shouldn't have been. So, 
I just needed to be educated because I decided that the person who cares most about my money is going to be me. And so um, I went about trying to educate myself. I work in education. I was in commercial photography. I'm not a business type at all. So I took a class at the local community college and started looking, going to things like that one day when I can't remember what it was in Flint, but it was like an all day seminar, Better Investing put on. Um, and I mean, not to be, not to exaggerate, but it's totally turned things around for us. There's a lot of work that I had to do to, to fix things. And um, one of the big things I would say that I learned though, is I wanted to work with somebody because I'm not in charge of all of our money. Um, I wanted to work with somebody who was interested in individual stocks because so many investment advisors work in strictly mutual funds. And I, there was just something about individual stocks. So I found somebody with that mindset and then also being getting educated myself through better investing. Um, it's, it's fun, right? It's, it's a fun hobby to learn, invest and watch things grow. So I, I actually want to go a little deeper in your story, though, because um, anybody that's been around better investing for a long time, what I, you know, I think what we've all seen, and I can only speak from my own person's perspective is that um, many people in your situation at a certain time in life, I'm going to call it five to 10 years away from retirement, mm -hmm. when they finally look to see what they thought they have, they don't. And the trust that they had put somewhere else was uh, probably misguided. It's, it's the biggest wake up call of all. And we find a lot of those, that age group um, coming to better investing, joining better investing, and finally, more often than not, for the first time in their lives, taking that type of initiative to say, hey, I trusted somebody else. I trusted even my job to have this pension for me or whatever the case may be. And now that didn't work. I have to learn this stuff. Talk to us a little bit about being of that age. And like you said, not having a math or a business background and learning it and um, talk to us about, you know, just what did you do? Attending classes in your chapter, you know, immediately joining a club. How did you, in a sense, make that turn? And how long did it take? Because I want people to get a realistic view of if they're just now having that wake up call, uh, being patient, but also being persistent in the process. Um, so I would, so one of the biggest things was I took a class at the local community college and it was put on by a, a guy who's a professional investor, but he did it over. It was like four, three sections, four weeks each. You could take one or you could take all of them. And he made it so that I was comfortable asking questions because one of the issues I had too was not being a money person. I also believe because I'm female some of the people I worked with, when I asked anything, they were so defensive and at times demeaning that you never wanted to ask the questions or they made you feel stupid. And I just decided I wasn't stupid. I just needed to learn. So to fix some of the mistakes we made because we listened to people we trusted, I would say it took me a couple of years. Um, Cause there were some things I, I, we needed to get out of. Um, then you need to get the money invested in the market and then it doesn't just take off overnight. But I can say our life has done a 180 two years later because now I can see the nest egg growing because it's not all locked up. And that doesn't mean that everything's a winner, but I, and I do have to say too, for better investing. So for the portion of it that I keep to myself to invest on my own, um, there's things that we haven't bought as a club, but by going to the meetings and listening, and I can't remember if it was Connor or Michael who did a, a, a presentation on Microsoft and man, he did this presentation and I'm like, that's a no-lose stock. So even though it didn't even go up for a buy at the club, I came home and bought it. 
and it's helping me make up for some of the losses that I've had, you know, because some are winners, some are losers. So anyway, um, and so it's a great learning. And these are great people. These are people that I wouldn't necessarily interact with in my life because, you know, I'm not an engineer and I don't work for a car company and better investing or anything, but it's just such a great way to get information. Diversity, I think is so important. That's why I love that it's men and women now. Um, and it makes you feel like you can talk about this stuff, even if it's not second nature to you. Um, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you, Sally, is how did the Better Investing Education help equip you to ask better questions of your new found or newly hired um, investment advisor or, or uh, uh, financial yeah. planner, you know, whatever his, his or her category is. The second, the second question too is, the class that you attended at the community college, was that taught by a better investing member? No. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's just, he was, he's a financial planner who's been doing it for years, um, but he's also a stockbroker. So he is talking, I mean, he taught, he taught about mutual funds and stocks and, you know, the whole gamut. And how has it helped me? I think that I still am learning a lot through better investing. Um, I, I have a long way to go. I tend to pick the stocks that aren't up straight and parallel. <laughs> Mine aren't doing all this. Um, so, but it, it just gives me confidence that I, I do have knowledge. Everyone can have knowledge. That's one of the things I love about better investing, right? It's an educational group and the idea is to educate everyone and you don't have to be a finance person you know like my mom my mom did it back it was probably the late 70s or 80s I'm gonna have to look to see if she's her clubs in that magazine but um it's very empowering you know so just the idea of being empowered when you're talking to other people especially professionals um is helpful and I think it makes all the difference yeah. Uh, Sandra, my question for you is when you started with Baker's Dozen, um, near the founding of Baker's Do Dozen, did you imagine that the club would be where it is right now, back then? Um, not really. Um, well, I couldn't imagine anything about it. <laughs> Because the club has evolved into a completely different type of club than when I started. And I like it like it is because it's more diversified. And I like that we have younger members in there because I, I like being around young, young people. They have more ideals and they know more about what's going on in the world. You know, they're just more, and I just kind of lap up on things that they have are doing and not say, oh, they're too young to know and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm not like that. I'm not an older person like that. I, I, I feed off of the young people. And I really like the fact that we have some younger people in the club now, because we were really a lot, oh, it's the same age group. And um, we had the same ideals about not doing it this way and not doing it that way. And uh, these young people came in and just blew it out. <laughs> blew all our little things out. So it's, it was really nice that uh, we have a more diversified. And then back then it was more of a social club too, because we went from house to house to house to house. And we all had to uh, host like once a year or so. So we got to know the, the families, you know, we, the kids, you know. <laughs> Man has a child that I was just in love with, her little, her uh, daughter. <laughs> she was so cute. She was only like two or three years old. And now she's graduated from college and everything. It was nice to see her grow up like that. It was really nice. So Miss Sandra, I, I, I'm going to guess that you are retired. Yes, because I was telling them 
you can see all these boxes in the background. I'm in the process of moving to an assistant living. So okay. uh, we have sold the house. Well, we're closing later on this month. And I'm, we're moving to an assistant living because it's just too much for us to take care of the house now. So we want our and, freedom. <laughs> and you're still going to stay in the club. Oh, yes. Yeah. So just because you're moving uh, to assisted living doesn't mean that you're leaving us. No, no. I'm just moving really two miles up the road. You have Excellent. more time to do studies now, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And, and so I, I wanted to ask too, Miss Sandra, uh, since you have been in, in the club uh, with Lynn, I would say for, for the longest, how has being a, um, a member of Better Investing and also a member of Baker's Dozen helped to prepare you for retirement? Uh, we don't have usually uh, a lot of uh, much older guests on the show, but I, I do want to hear from your experience about how this, how you know, this investment experience really helped prepare you um, financially for for re the retirement uh, life that you're living right now. Well, my husband husband is not into investing at all, so I was doing this on my own. And uh, the club really helped me with, because I was able to get ideas from them. And like, uh, I think Eric or Brad said, sometimes the club doesn't buy something, but you still like it and you buy it anyway. <laughs> and uh, yes, my, my pro, private portfolio has really been uh, enhanced by being in a club. So, that's why we can afford to move to assistant living. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Choices. Yes. Miss Ann. You caught me. You caught me. I I listen. I'm stuck on what Sandra said about uh, enhance, and I was writing the word actually because I like that word. And then you brought up the word choices. And so I'd like to you know, ask of each of you, what's next for each of you as relates to either your investment education or service or giving? Uh, because one of the things I think many of us learn early on, we learn how to invest. Then we learn how to make the money grow. And I think that as we age, we get to that point to where it's important now to begin to learn how to give it away. So whether that means to family, to your foundation or some kind of, you know, uh, something that's on your heart in the spirit of service, whatever, or might be, and Cammy, I don't know if we have, do we have a... Uh, BI foundation for youth or something like that for individuals who may want to leave something behind. Anyway, just that's a vision. So what if each of you can just share, maybe start with you, Sandra, what, what does that look like in terms of that other side in terms of, you know, giving it away? Well, I'm a person who likes to give. Because, I mean, to me, <laughs> to give is better than to receive. Always. So I, I've always been a giver. And um, that would be ideal for me if they had a foundation like that, that we could um, just maybe once a year or once a month invest in. And uh, that would maybe help uh, some of the young people start their clubs. I tried to start one at my church one time, but, <laughs> you know, if you don't have the parents that are educated as well, it's, it's kind of hard to do. So um, thank you. Thank you. So who would like to go next, Lynn? Sure. Um, I don't have a plan. I live uh, one day at a time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my husband and I are like Sally, uh, we are preparing to retire and we uh, took a good hard look at things and we thought all our there was a pot of gold at the end of our rainbow and uh, that's not the case. So I've gotten very creative on my own. 
thanks to the better investing uh, methodology and the, the just the plethora of information that's available for me. Um, but watching the money grow, I've, I've learned that every stock is not a winner. And like Sally said too, doesn't might not meet the club criteria, but it's certainly interesting to try on your own. What I like to say though, is that you don't have to be rich to invest. And I've spoken with people about my club and they're excited about it. They said, well, I don't have money to invest for my children that are, you know, they're, uh, they don't have money. I said, well, but it's money that you won't miss if you put it away. And I guess this is the, for, for me, watching it grow and having winners, having chosen a stock that, that does very well, but it's taking small little nibbles of it. Now, it's not like investing thousands of dollars in one stock. And I think that's a mis, misconception. Um, it's to have a, a cross-section of industries. It's very important, a cross-section of sectors, different businesses, large, medium, small. And um, no stock, I don't think, is ever going to be uh, just your grand w w winner. I mean, one, one will outweigh the others in your portfolio. And I think that the ticket, the key is to have more than, more than a dozen stocks so that you've got those that they, they uh, balance each other out. And again, what Brad said, I'll just, you don't want to be watching it every day. Every day, it just, just got to just be patient. And uh, it, it's quite rewarding. But in answer to the question, I think I, I, what I want to say is I would be leaving probably everything to our children. But if the pandemic, I say, but that, that just seems like the uh, uh, obvious it would be left in our, in a, in our trust for, for our family. However, if this COVID uh, lifts anytime soon, we really had dreams of spending, <laughs> spending it all before the kids inherited. <laughs> we don't want to leave anything behind. <laughs> Good. I like the sound of that. Uh, All right. Can, yeah. Can and that's, I mean, if... <laughs> I have to write that one down, then I have to write that one down. Hint, hint. <laughs> All right, Cammie. Uh, yes. So um, for Many of you may or may not know uh, in the audience, I retired from Better Investing just about a year ago, uh, just in time for the pandemic to start. So that was both a good news and a bad news story. Um, and so to answer your question, Anne, about, um, you know, this next, because I do spend some time thinking about what am I, what is my, this next phase of my life going to be? Because I am not, uh, prepared to just sit around and not do anything. That's what basically I've been doing for the last year as we're kind of waiting to get vaccinated and this and that and the other thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going through the roof, <laughs> but anyway, so the way I think about it is, uh, of course, I want to make sure that I have enough resources to take care of myself. I intend to live a good long life and better investing has uh, has helped me accumulate enough uh, resources to be able to do that. Um, and and as it turns out, I was trading some email messages with Ioni earlier today. I'm, I'm in the process of taking a look at some vacations that I would like to take in the next couple of years and uh, get, getting ready to start making those plans um, because again, those are the types of things that I really like to do. But I, I have also been thinking um, in with more and more frequency um, since, uh, you know, since the beginning of the year is that I really want to get into the space where I can do some volunteer work and, you know, start participating with different organizations more than just better investing. I mean, a lot of us do volunteer work with better investing. And, and that's great, but I'm interested in working with other organizations um, that, uh, um, you know, have, you know, they add so much to our, our life and existence <laughs> um, in terms of, uh, you know, what their particular mission is and so forth. So I'm looking to get involved in that uh, more. And, um, and then as I start educating myself more about some of those types of things, 
start thinking about, well, what kinds of financial contributions can I make um, over and above what I already do today? I mean, there, I have a couple of, you know, I have a, I have a couple of, uh, I have a couple of organizations and causes that are kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, but I'm really looking to kind of, you know, kind of go beyond that a little bit. And I, I, for me, you know, I'm someone who I don't have any children and, and so on and so forth. So that's something that, um, makes, you know, makes me feel like, um, you know, makes me feel like I continue, you know, in making a positive impact uh, in the world. And of course, you know, I, dote on my fam, my extended family and so on and so forth. But, uh, but I, I like to get out there and, and do other things as well. So that's what I think about as I take a look at this next phase and better investing enables me to do that because it's helped me accumulate um, the money to have these options that we were talking about earlier to make some choices in terms of what I'd like to do with my life. Um, if I didn't have those resources, I wouldn't be in the position to, to make those choices. Well, I only hit the nail on the head with the word choices. So thank you so much for that. Then we'll go to Sally and then we'll go to the guy. Sally. You know, I honestly, I would kind of just say what Cami did in the sense that, you know, better investing and investing helps you keep up with inflation, um, keeps the income coming in so that you have the ability to continue to fund the causes that you choose to do. So I guess I don't really think of it differently. I, I just think of it as a way to um, continue to have the income and possibly have the income grow so you can be more generous. Awesome, thank you. All right, uh, Brad. Yeah, so um, for me, it's been uh, developing some confidence that when uh, I do go to retire, in 30 years, or who knows, maybe even a little early, um, you know, the money will be there. And in having that confidence, it has freed us up to start giving more now. Um, and another, uh, you know, big consideration in this is we're actually expecting our first kid uh, here at the end of May. Thank you. Um, the, the silent claps. Um, but uh, yeah, and so I know there's going to be college to pay for and lots of expenses associated with that and kind of investing on their behalf. So it's there for them. So, uh, you know, uh, I am very happy that I can have confidence heading into that and know that we can, you know, have money set aside for college for them. Perfect. Perfect. Congratulations right. too, Bradley. Thank you. Eric? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm closer to Lynn where I live day by day. Uh, but, you know, for me getting into investing, uh, I, I feel like I kind of started late. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of your typical millennial story of, you know, paying off student debt and building up the savings and, um, you know, kind of going through all the, the uh, good habits, the good financial habits before getting to the point to be able to invest. So I'm just right there on that borderline of, of starting to invest and starting to have uh, some income. And, and like Lynn said, you know, you just can invest a small amount. And for me, it's really fun to see that small amount go a long way and to grow. Um, so that's, that's been my part, but yeah, long-term, you know, it's, it's retiring. It's being able to have those choices. It's being able to leave things over to my kids. Um, short-term, the goal is to buy a house. Um, so that's my, my current short-term goal. Thank you so much. I'm going to turn it back over to Ioni. I want to remind everybody, please consider if you are not a member, you can still go to the Better Investing dot org website and participate in the 90 day free membership and I want to thank you Cami again over and over for for reaching out to do that because it has made a big difference and for those of you who have already tried the 90 day membership please make sure you go on and now become a financial member and make that investment in your future all right Ioni Yes, so I, I just want to uh, take this opportunity to say thank you to the entire 
baker's dozen uh i it i just feel so warm having you all here i'm so glad that you all agreed to be a guest on the show um i know everybody wants to cry that they're shy i don't want to be on camera i don't have anything to say but i i mean i this is one of the most diverse investment clubs we've ever interviewed and um from you know gender to age to ethnicity I think that it was just wonderful hearing um, your story, uh, the background, um, the impact of not just the club enhancing your lives, but better investing, uh, being a member of better investing as an investment club and how that has impact, um, impacted your life. And I, I guess I have to do a special shout out to Lynn uh, because she has quietly over the past 20 years kept plucking one by one uh, just regular people and bringing them to Better Investing and bringing them to Baker's Dozen. And um, what you'll come to find if you hang out around us enough, us being the Better Investing community, we tend to do that. Uh, Better Investing has played such a phenomenal role in all of our lives that uh, if we can get to that part of the conversation, we're going to tell you about better investing and why you should consider it. Um, I think that it is a phenomenal organization. Uh, we have the best volunteers in the world. Um, and we, like Sally said, we really empower you, the person who may not have a math background, may not have a finance background, definitely doesn't have a business background to be able to see succeed in your own personal finances and build your own portfolio to allow you to live the type of life you really want um, without having to depend or outsource everything. I would say outsource your thinking to other people who, as we all can, you know, sometimes can attest to don't have your best interests at heart. And I think better investing really gives us the opportunity to build a confidence within ourselves to allow, to allow us to trust ourselves to say, wait a minute, I can figure this out. Wait a minute, if I can do this SSG, that means I'm an analyst. I have my own analyst estimate that I can put in here. I don't have to go to Yahoo Finance. I don't have to go to Morningstar, you know? I'm looking five years out, not just two years out. And um, I, you know, it's just phenomenal to, to listen to your story collectively and individually, um, because I think that the more that we share, especially from the perspective of being everyday people, the more we can invite people to kind of take uh, responsibility um, and control of their financial future, which is ultimately what I, what I think we all want to do. Ione, I'd like to suggest before we wrap up, and I want to also thank everybody. Lynn is smiling so broadly. I, I think she might have some comments she'd like to make as closing remarks. Yes, you. <laughs> so uh, Lynn, if you want to speak on behalf of everybody to give any kind of closing remarks as we prepare to wrap up the show and we then we're going to have some announcements. Thank you. Well, that's lovely. Thanks, Ann. I just, uh, it, it is empowering and it's, I think more importantly, when, when you, you, you're so full of excitement for something that you've learned, you just, like I said earlier, I think it, you want to share it with people. And I can talk about my investment clubs all day long with anybody that even sparks some interest. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's a not a get rich quick scheme. I try to tell people that it's not, and, and Brad, I think said earlier, you know, your, your, your colleagues at work might say, well, what stock? What's no, it's not, it's not a stock. It's not a something that you can do overnight. It's, it's something that requires a lot of patience and uh, a constant, constant investing and investing like $30 a month for 25 years in Baker's dozen. Um, I, I don't want to say what my portfolio is right now, but we, I've watched it ebb and flow, so to speak. Um, and I will, I'd like to have a shout out to Cami at this moment as well, that when the club, Sandy, you did say the club has changed a little bit over the years, the chemistry in our club and 
Cammie, you cleaned us up um, and it was needed. We were just a nice neutral, you know, some, we, we weren't, we didn't know each other. And I think some of the girls years and years ago, we were very close. Our children were all friends. And um, sometimes you didn't want to say things. You didn't want to speak up at a meeting, even though it was a business meeting. And I think Cammie, my shout out to you is that you, you keep us on task. And we've gone gone back to the way we, we always wanted it to be. It's better investing methodology and it's SSGs. It's tried and true. And it's a system that, that, that works. And I'm delighted. Wow, thank you. Well, thank you, you there. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so very much. We wanna also make sure we make some announcements. We, we have our national meeting for better nesting that was going to be held on October the 21st through the 24th at the Western Dallas Park Central in Dallas, Texas. The link is in the chat. And for those of you that are watching online in the future, please go to the Better Investing website and you can register there. And we know that because of the situation with the pandemic or crisis, whatever you wanna call it, we traditionally have our meeting in May. Last year, we did our first virtual financial empowerment seminar online. It was phenomenal. And so in support of better investing and by that, we're going to still host that virtual seminar uh, with support and in conjunction with by And that would give us a springboard into October, which will help us generate a lot of interest and support uh, so that we can keep the energy going, especially for uh, newbies, beginners, those individuals that are not at the level that uh, they would like to be and still trying to figure it out. I can just raise my hand and say, that's where I was prior to coming uh, to this organization. And so our family has a heart for those individuals, regardless of race, creed or color. And I cannot think of a better organization in the world other than Better Investing uh, to bring them in prior to them becoming uh, a better investor, if you will. So with that, any, any other closing comments before we wrap up? Anybody like to make some last words? Uh, Eric, Lynn, Cami, uh, uh, Brad, uh, anybody, uh, Sally, Sandra, anybody would like to make any other closing remarks before we wrap up? Thank you very much for inviting us oh, um, to be able to, yeah, to be able to talk about our experience with our investment club and what it's meant to us. And um, we hope that those who are in the audience um, will also, if, if they are members of Better Investing, that they too have similar uh, experience with their investment clubs. And for those who aren't members of Better Investing, that hopefully they will consider um, taking a look at joining an investment club and trying to learn more about it because it's, it's certainly made a difference. And, um, our lives. Well, well, Cam, I'm glad you said that because I have to take a page out of Lynn's uh, book when she gave um, gave you some flowers, if you will, and kudos. <laughs> because as you were talking, I'm remembering all of the pictures we've taken over the years with our youth that we've brought to Better Investing and also the Money Show, which you right. you know so graciously you know have supported us. And I can say uh, to many of the uh, more seasoned, older, better investing members, uh, Ioni McNeil is, is, I think, an example of what's possible. She's been involved in the organization since she was nine years old. And so when we look, well, I'll, I'll say this to you, Ioni, I am so very proud of you because when I look in your face and I listen to you, I am really honored uh, to see what's possible as a result of what better investing can do for a family. And I wanna encourage all of the listeners, if you have children, never think that they're too young because when they can ask for money for Wendy's or McDonald's or any of these publicly traded corporations, 
it's an excellent opportunity to get a piggy bank. That's what we did with Ioni from second grade. We got a piggy bank. We had to put the coins in a piggy bank. We took the piggy bank to the bank. And from the bank, we slowly began uh, to buy her shares um, through better investing drips and all of these low stock, low stock, low, low cost. Oh, excuse me. Thank stock you. Honey. Low, <laughs> you see what I mean? And so now here we are now over 25 plus years later. And, and, and we are um, sharing the love, if you will, to so many other families, because this is, I believe, I believe it is the equalizer. So it doesn't matter. And I think Sally said it very well. It doesn't matter your gender, your race, your creed, your orientation, none of that matters. And I believe that better investing has leveled that for everybody. And so I just wanna thank all of you for joining us and we will continue to do this. And wanna also uh, remind you to um, like, Lynn said, just, just share, please continue to share the love for Bed Investing. And with that, everybody, we're going to see all of you. Please continue to join us. We're here every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And remember to share and like and a hashtag my investing story. And you can pick up all of the stories that we've hosted so far. All right. Thank you. And everybody have a good evening. All right. Thank, good thank you, ladies. All right. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.